Swift as a deer, quiet as a shadow. Fear cuts deeper than swords. Quick as a snake, Polliver. calm as still water. Fear cuts deeper than swords. Talk about so far tonight was how far we are into season five, and I want to get everyone's feelings because this is good. I like the ambiance. Thank you. You practice a lot. Not at all. This guy this culture go playing the keyboard right now. Look at this. <laughs> I will say that we had a fan uh, a couple of years ago or last year said, "What? Why would Kyle Drogo ever play the keyboard?" <laughs> I mean, why would any of us do any of this Down a shit? few words. He was actually quite adamant about that, too. Very upset. I'd like to find a book reader. Someone who has read all the books. My name is Ramsey Snow. A bastard you should know. My name is Zach. Uh, are we starting? You guys ready? Suggestion yeah. denied. You guys are all looking Wait, at me. Wait, why are you hiding the dice? Because I'm about to roll it. Oh, okay. Go. Five. Nice. Jeff, that means what does that mean? you're out, buddy. I'm out of yeah. there. <laughs> See you later, pal. You got voted off the island. Oh my gosh, give me your sonic screwdriver. Yeah, my sonic I've only just rolled a dice, and I'd like to welcome everyone that's listening to... Let's not get distracted. To Game of Thrones. <laughs> Are you all okay? Are you all buckled in tight? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm ripped, raring, ready to go. Ready to go? Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out halfway. I'd like to, to say hi to everyone. <clears throat> First off, you knew that this episode was coming, and uh, so did I, and so did everyone that's here. Can I just be the first to say hello to... Daenerys and the Targaryens on the podcast. Hello, Yay. guys. Hi. Hi. We've had a very interesting evening. I think we've all shared plenty of good times with one another. <laughs> the sixth episode is aired. We had a live podcast. We had live music. It's been fun. It's been a. It's been a great time. I'm glad to be here. Are you guys happy? It was a blast. Yes. Had a great time. Before we move forward, it's empirical that we introduce everyone, starting from my direct left and moving all the way in the circumference to my Clockwise. right. Clockwise. I am Suzanne Slade. I am Danny in Daenerys and the Targaryens. I play the guitar and I write a bunch of the songs. I'm Ian. I'm the drummer. I'm a unsullied. Or <laughs> Stannis Baratheon, whatever. Which one I feel like being that night. Sometimes I wear hats and Sometimes I don't wear a costume at all. For the first half of the band, I didn't wear a costume at all. But I'm drums. Hi, this is Jeff, and I play some keys. Um, sometimes I dress as Cal Drogo. Sometimes we don't wear our costumes. We want to wear t-shirts. Please tell us what t-shirts you think we should wear. Uh, hi, I'm Micah of Carmack, first of my name. Um, I play guitar and uh, all-around great guy. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Take it. Uh, my name is Marcus. I play bass, and I'm Samuel Charlie in the band. I know. We love you. What can you do? <laughs> Keep reading. I, I'm Sam. a lovable character. <laughs> Keep reading, Marcus. You can't say that to me. I'm waiting for the next goddamn book. Do you know what's book. funny? <laughs> Marcus's last name 
Because on his Facebook profile, I think he uses Tarly. I don't know. I do. your last name. We know I, I do. Come your email. Yeah. But for the longest time, I kept like referring to him as Marcus Tarly. That's what I... I thought that's why, I thought that's why he liked Game of Thrones so much. Like, I probably should audio. remind everyone where we are right now. We're at the Armory in downtown Denver. And we, this is, like, again, this, the sixth episode is aired. We had a live podcast tonight. And the ambiance is good. The music has been quelled. We're now having, we're sharing yeah. a conversation with one another. This has been a long time coming. I know you guys, we planned on having you all on the podcast weeks ago, but we thought that this would be a, a more fun way to sort of organize the, the minds Absolutely. together. And I think that it was a, a, a rather a rather good decision, right? Absolutely. Oh my God, it feels, it's been amazing. Thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. It's so so thanks cool. for coming up on stage and talking to everybody, man. Like, it made it, like, you're... It made the atmosphere amazing. Good. It was great to have It's you nice to have a show. have like a professional presence <laughs> in our show. It was like a super sultry cool. voice that like asked the audience like, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You know, like, just like, we're screaming now. Watch the show. It's true. We do. We scream and a lot of people got pregnant. And I, I, I had nothing to do with this. You did. Your voice, your voice just like invokes pregnancy so in how women. How moments were very fun. Good. <laughs> So I went on down to the local pub I thought I'd get myself some grub And there on a stool sat a little lady pretty and tall She was tall She had long white hair and long white skin A pale blue beauty from her lip to her chin I think she must have come from north of the wall yeah, the wall and the bartender said, "Wide walkers." Start at the beginning because this is this is serves as a kind of a different episode. We're going to inject it in the middle of our regular programming. Everyone's been reeling from what happened at the finale of the sixth episode. I think that we're all a little bit somber. Can't believe Herschel died. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> safe to say. But uh, this will be put in your iTunes feed, so I'm glad that we're able to share this moment with one another. Let's start at the beginning. From when you arrived in Denver from the airport? We can, we can go there. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll eventually make it there. But how did, how did we all get connected? I want to know the, the, the stream of, of consciousness from, from this crew here because it's been a process. Getting point, fingers pointed. Um, the, the lineage is, you know, I, um, I've always loved punk music. And um, I will say that Jeff LaGreca has a band called H2 Awesome, and it's very nerdy. And so when we were watching Game of Thrones, it was really inspired of just more, like, parody stuff. And I never had the balls to really... Did I say balls? You can say balls. I never had the balls to uh, kind of explore that part of myself. It's always, like, those, like, I'm singing in the subway and no one can hear me. <laughs> nerds, nerds, nerds. Um, and I kind of was like, hey, Jeff, you know what? Somebody needs to write songs about this. And he just kind of looked at me. I remember it so well. And I was like, I, I need to write songs about this. And that night we wrote Drake Horace. And then we also wrote a really great song that we've not done um, called fun. Best Lay. And Best Lay was written that night as well. And it's all about Please <laughs> tell us. Daenerys. It's a musical. It's, it's a musical very, very moldy peaches. It's very awkward between uh, Caldrogo and um, Daenerys. 
My dad did not appreciate that the first time he heard it because I was singing it with my new boyfriend. Ooh. But anyway, um, so what name? happened? So we, uh, I know, what is his name? His name is Robert Downey Jr. It's very popular. He is. I play him all the time. Good. So, Good. Uh, but what was cool was, you know, we played a very small uh, uh, show at Rock Comic Con in New York at the Pioneer Bar, which is a comedy bar. And uh, we just got some friends in masks, and we found our first costumes. I had a bunch of girlfriends that helped me put my costumes together. I know they're not just your normal giggly girlfriends. They're really big nerds. Well, one of them yes, Rebecca that. Isaacs, she actually, that night, she drew my guitar. And she is also the cover girl of uh, Angel and Buffy, and she's amazing. Uh, she's the main artist on both of those uh, yeah. comics. She did Suzanne's Dragon on her guitar. She, they spent, it was hilarious. It was a girls' night out. The guys all went and saw, I think, Star Trek. No, the guys all probably went to go see, like, Love Actually and <laughs> held hands and got ice cream. And the girls, like, we watched Superman trailers, every Superman trailer. And then we're like, let's make my costume. Draw my guitar, bitch. Um, and then when the guys came in, we were all painting our nails and pretending it was a totally girly night. Pretty much that's the truth of it. But anyway, so what happened? So we moved to Denver, and I was like, uh, you know, we should really keep this going. So we put out an ad on Craigslist, and Marcus showed up outside of our apartment. And we made him come into our 400-square-foot apartment with his bass amp. And mostly, we played a song, and then we just all talked about the show. Good. And we hired him on the spot. And then we had another drummer that he knew, and... Um, you know, it was just like kind of a personality, kind of like, let's see what works, whatever. And then we put out another ad. And then in walked Ian. And the reason why we loved Ian, and he still has it to this day, is he has Magic the Gathering. He has wallet. Magic the Gathering. They almost kissed. They almost kissed. Do you remember the dragon that flew over the top of them? Shh. Can I get a hell yeah if y'all remember the dragon? Kind of look like this one. Tell me. The one that's hanging in your crotch. What if that wasn't Drogon? friend John also um, wanted to play guitar and me being a punk uh, girl I was like we only need three instruments (laughs) we don't need anything and he talked me into it and uh, we just became louder and it was great it was awesome and we were you know playing out at weird dive bars and then John moved to LA and we were like farts what do we do (laughs) and I thought I can do this. We'll just go back to the punk idea. And then I was like, mm, nope. So uh, Micah used to like be a voyeur and he'd come to our shows. And <laughs> What sort of voyeur? Like the, one of those weird guys that like, so Ian would be like, this is my roomie. And we'd be like, oh, hey, roomie. And he'd be like, hey. Hey, bro. And he'd like sit there and like drink. And we were like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, well, Mike wouldn't mind, you know, you know, and me. Uh, had a little audition and Mike added all this cool flavor and he's like he's like the um, 
so you know when you get those dum dum flavors and you're like, what is that flavor? That's mica. Oh. <laughs> so you're the mystery at the end when they yeah. run out of yeah. root beer and they start the sorghum the one. Question mark, My body is like, covered in question marks. You're like, what is he gonna do? And then you're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it really is. It's added a really cool element, and uh, and now like we're playing at all these different bars, and people are really like us, which I'm surprised. It, it's at. kind of it's kind of, I mean, we've seen this happen with other things in the past, but it's it's really fun to see so much enthusiasm, just like tonight, but also in the other all the other evenings that you guys have joined together and have played this music. But to see the uh, the enthusiasm sprout from the common love of a story. Yeah, 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 totally. And it's it's really great when we play when we do play dive bars and they're not expecting like a, a themed band or a Game of Thrones band and we come out there and like we get weird looks at first when we first start playing and then like a song in everybody's laughing and everyone's jumping up and down right. and like having a good time. Like it's fun to see them sprout out of the crowd. You know, it's it's, it's, it's especially fun. important to proselytize to the people who aren't always fans of the show, which we've played to plenty of them. So it's it's very important that we uh, shove their face into Game of Thrones as hard and as rockingly as possible so that that's makes it really fun for me we can't help it like um, it was interesting to hear in your last podcast about Theon it was cool to hear like that kind of conversation of like and who would have thought to write a song and then I was talking to Jeff about it and went Yep, I guess that's my brain. Out, <laughs> out in the airwaves. The other white meat. <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, finding those weird characters and being like, of course we need to make, make a song about that weird situation. And um, That's actually really funny because Eric, uh, before we before tonight all happened, I asked, I asked the guys, I was like, why don't you send me some questions for the band since you can't be here in Denver this weekend. And Eric had a question about that song. And he wants to know, does he really taste so nice with rice? <laughs> well, I would think um, any kind of sausage would taste nice with rice. Generally, especially if the fat leaks from the sausage yeah. and permeates into the rice. And that's what happened. It, you know, Ramsey took a bite of that sausage and it did leak it down. It did a little bit of juice. <laughs> and that is literally at that moment is when the song was born. Was when he took a bite of that and Theon's look on his face and I went, "Yep." There you go. There's a song. There's definitely a song there. And it was like one of those awkward, like, yeah, this is awkward. We have to make this song. This is fun for me because we don't get to hear a lot of origin stories about the songs. That's like how we came true. up with them. Yeah. So getting to hear some of this is pretty exciting. Yeah, this is new for us, too. Yeah. We just kind of roll with the idea. Like, oh, that is insanely creative. All right, let's do so it. So you guys are learning as well as everyone listening about your oh, own yeah. songs, right? Yeah. 100% sure on all the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's cool, though, is like, you know, like Jeff wrote the lyrics to our new song characters that we don't know because we were saying how we don't know all the characters because we're like who is that person <laughs> why don't they say their name <laughs> and so it, he made a really great song and then even with the joko he didn't um jeff has a very <laughs> interesting way of writing songs that is uh different from mine but it works you know i love the elasticity he'll stretch himself to make two words rhyme <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Uh, you know, I think what, uh, but what makes a good song, regardless of whatever you're singing about, is everybody says hook. You know, you hear the words hook, like oh, that how song has a hook. But I think there's also a there's a hook musically that you're looking for, but there's also an idea hook that you're looking emotionally. for emotionally. Emotionally, 
somehow you're connecting to it and it's hopefully tells a story of some kind you know and so right. you're looking for that uh, with Theon you know it's like this it's this weird and Theon is actually my name is Ramsey Snow it takes place in a faux deli you know if Ramsey <laughs> Snow were to open up a little deli in Winterfell or oh let's not say that he's, I still he's don't accept it <laughs> it's up, yeah, right south there, of deep, deep. it's actually Mott. south of deep <laughs> good. but you know those are the ideas I think that make good interesting right. songs because there is some sort of it's it might be a comedic hook you know something that um works like the white walkers song is about what if white walkers you know what happens they keep marching towards civilization and then it's like well what happens when they get here do they all go to walmart like the rest of us do we meet them in a pub and suddenly we start you know mixing with white walkers mixing with white walkers what's that like you know and that song was an amazing kind of invention between uh jeff and myself and charlie lagreca out on a campfire that's fun um, one night we just sat around with beers and we just found chords and we, we found we, we've known each other for about 13 years and we all harmonize all the time. This is <laughs> and it was one of those things where we like wrote a song Danny in like 10 minutes be. and then we called Charlie's Beyonce. Danny doesn't want to be purple-eyed boar. You think I wouldn't know that you're a spy on me. You think I couldn't tell Dario from season two to season three? It's important to to stress, especially to the not only to all of us that are sitting here, but to the listeners of the show, how the personal connections to a story like this can help create and fashion parts of the enthusiasm that draw you all together to do something like that, to sit around a campfire and to say. Let's write a song. That's fine. Yeah, that's it's nice. like a repurposing of something that was never real in the first place, but it's it's a bond that we've all been able to share, and now yeah. it's a real thing. It's 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 definitely been interesting for me being a, uh, previously to the band, uh, just a fan of the show and regularly watching it, and um, you know trying to fill in the gaps with a little bit from the books, uh, but to be completely engrossed in it within the context of a a musical act that that features lyrics based on that, you know, and in, in, in that context, it's like, it's really uh, interesting and creative to approach music in like such a novel way. Right. It makes it so fun. We're very fortunate that Ian, Micah and Marcus, you know, are all big GOT fans. And we got I assume it's necessary for this. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it's I mean, necessary, but At one like... point, I thought, well, no, we could just have really great musicians. Session musicians. Well, I mean, we, at the core we did of it, right? have interviews, and we did have a, a, you know, a drummer that showed up, and he was a very sad person. <laughs> I won't Which talk is necessary. about... He had three, wolf, three wolves on his shirt, and I thought, but see, yeah. That's <laughs> but that's at the end. Well, I got excited, and then, you know, it was a sadder story, and uh, we were like, you know what, we really need people that gel with us. And I think I think for me personally, like, I, um, I've never been one. I, I grew up with, like, ten guys, and they got me, but, like, nobody, you know, it was like, I'm not going to tell anybody how much I'm into that. Like, that's weird. And, um, <laughs> and now I can. And I, for me, it's, like, cool to just kind of unleash that, like, weird beast of just, like, guys, I've got this weird idea. And I think it's cool because... You come up with a weird idea, and like already, like Micah's got a song in the works. Marcus is always coming up with songs. You know, like Ian's got like all crazy ideas, like we should do this stuff, and then we should do this, and like it's all like this drum stuff, and it's like everybody is this. We're all writing everything together, and I, 
it is, it's like the ultimate nerddom. If you put us in a volcano. Under Valeria. Something awful would happen. Everybody <laughs> would die. There would be so much nerd dying. Are you the, the cause of the doom of Valyria? Probably. I'm interested in, I don't quite know what that is yet, but I'm, I'm... This is an interview with you guys. We're not talking about the pot, the, the actual show here. Come on, man. That's what I mean. All right, let's talk about the doom of Valyria. How did it happen? What is it? <laughs> what Marcus is, is like, actually... Uh, well, let's let's get into this for just a moment. <laughs> Talking about the grayscale? Is that what's the No, the it's not. No, no, There's no, no, no. more. It's pre-story. It's pre-story. It's pre-books. Yeah, it is. It's it is. Not... It's three books. Before we move on, it's before <laughs> books were. I have to know. Where do I buy? Where do I buy the pre-books? It was thousands and thousands of years ago. Don't everybody know this? This was thousands BB. You know, I do want to say one other thing about songwriting before we move into the Doom of Valyria, and it's this. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I wanted to say it's great to have a place to come to play music because one of the things that Spurs we were talking about. Um, writing songs, and it's kind of difficult to write in a vacuum, but when you have some place to present it and to try it out on people and to you know, show it to the people who come every week at the Armory. So we're very fortunate to have this. It's almost like an artist in residence place for Daenerys and the Targaryens to come and you know, do songs. And there's the whole Chris Hardwick story with Drogo Hiten, right. you know. And so we have that. And we're very grateful to the people at the Armory. That's uh, Chris. Brian, Rodney. Rodney. Rodney, and we're also very grateful to Charlie the Greco because he's kind of the one who was able to jumpstart everything right. and get it and make this place for us to do that. So, but I will say on that note, though, is that we played really weird dive bars, and coming from New York and coming to Denver, Denver is a scary place. You don't know what you're gonna get if you don't play one E chord for 20 minutes while you're hula hooping. You don't know if you're gonna get a crowd. Because that's what people like, is 20-minute E chords while you're hula hooping. Are they playing tonight? That's a band. <laughs> they, play, they play jam twice. Band. I'm talking about jam band. <laughs> and I'm just talking about how there's a different feel here. So, like, all of a sudden being like, we've got this idea. Are Will you saying it work? Punk is dead in Denver? It's not dead at all. No, no. And a revival the happening. the cool thing is, is that we went to the Lion's Lair. And that's when we realized something weird was happening. Because we played with a bunch of punk bands. And... Everyone stayed, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Game of Thrones!" Very supportive, and it was an amazing moment for us because we're like, "We can play anywhere we want." Yeah, we've been. It very, doesn't matter. We've been very lucky as far as that's concerned. A lot of places have been really receptive to us. A lot of bands that we've played have been very receptive. Some great and bands. Have, yeah, very great bands. And I think it's because honestly, <clears throat> you know, we work really damn hard. Well, and there's no pretense. I think I think you 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 put people's guard down uh, quite a bit when you present yourself as you know something that doesn't take itself that seriously Absolutely. you know we we have fun on stage and that definitely translates to the audience experience well there's less ego there's purpose yeah. there's purpose involved i don't know micah yeah. cries on stage every night <laughs> well, so just <laughs> mostly because i i hit my pulse with my guitar sometimes <laughs> the, the first time i played with you guys like the one of the first things that happened is like we got on stage and we audibly heard someone go what the <laughs> and you, Stan, said, that's right, we're a fucking Game of Thrones <laughs> And then, like, everyone applauded and we played it like an awesome show. And at first, I mean, it could have faltered either way if we wouldn't have been confident about it. But like, what's up, guys? We're... 
Thrones, you guys like it? I'm, like, but you brought it, and everyone was like, all right, they're good. I'm, I'm not going to worry about missing a note when Jeff's wearing electrical tape for a beard. <laughs> no kidding. Call Drogo in the house. But what I will dollars. say, though, that for all of the punk, and I mean, I am like, I, I mean, I grew up with a, a dad that was, he was like, here are the Sex Pistols and here are the specials. And I was like, this is what I do. My dad gave me a hanger and an amp and said, you put your hanger in your amp to make it distort. Like, that's where I came from. And I love that because I can do this punk crap that is like, a, you know, like just, I think it's just like, punk doesn't die. But then you get somebody coming in and like, Micah especially, we all of a sudden learn the theme. And I go, mm, bar chords. Oh, I don't play those. I like better chords. And what's cool is like all of a sudden we have a practice where Micah got very like, let's get it done. We can't mess this up, and it was true. If we're going to be a Game of Thrones band, you have to. we can't mess up the theme. Fans are serious. We did play like 30 shows before we learned the theme. Everybody asked us, you guys just play the theme over and over? And I was like, we don't even I think that might have been the <laughs> most popular so listener question for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just play the theme over and over again? <laughs> we don't even right. know it. No, because you know, it was kind of scary. And um, when Micah came in, Micah's really technical. And it was cool to have somebody kind of crack the rip and be like, let's do it again. And I think we've got it now. <laughs> it, That's it, good. It does we make are. you it does make you kind of just like, oh then then you know, we're we're a good band. Mm-hmm. We're not just punk thrash, whatever the heck we want to be. Like there is a lot of dedication and a lot of hard work. And my fingers hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Reigns of Castamere's next. Yeah. Well, I've already worked on that. You just bought yourself landscaping <laughs> <laughs> Can we also do the maid, the bear and the maiden fair? If, oh, punk rock style? if you don't do the bear and the maiden fair at some point, there will be a revolt. Crossbows <laughs> will be involved. Uh, yes, I'd like to return my charge. album. <laughs> we need somebody to come as Brienne and fight a bear during the I show. I think we can have that organized. Well, yeah, okay. we can make that happen. But how are we going to get the bear? That's more important. I think we're we can in also Colorado. have that organized. There's so many bears. There's bears everywhere in every bar. We can just go to Chelsea. <laughs> I come from the wildlings on the other side of the wall. There's giants and ghouls, the stuff that makes your skin start to crawl. Your dough, I look at floppy hair, make you look like you don't know. As I've said it many times again, and I'll say it many more. But you know nothing, John Snow. 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 Uh, 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 oh. I have to ask among the five of you, obviously all. Who's the strongest? <laughs> Obviously, Marcus. I'm arm wrestling champion of my office. I did beat you in Thumb War, though. You did beat me in Thumb War. All right. That's technical skill, not that overall not strength. Last, yes. night, right, but he... last night, Zach oh, no. and Marcus were karaoke. Where were we? El Chaleta? El Chorito. El Chorito. <laughs> Those guys were mad drunk off their faces. None of this is true. <laughs> None of it's true, okay. but there was a Thumb War. I was, and Zach did win. And I, I was super was drunk. That part is true. Um, what is your question? You had a video. <laughs> I was there. I was there. So Can I interrupt you for a tangent? <laughs> Bear with us. Welcome to our practice. Yeah. <laughs> Among the five of you, which has read through the five available books, and which hasn't? 
I think it's me and Ian. Marcus? Just listening to them at it, work. It Roy Dotras. Yeah, I listened to them on, on the, uh, I almost gave a plug, on a, a certain. <laughs> you can say Audible. Audible.com. Go to audible.com slash WTF. This is just a Mark That's good. The band book reference, Marcus is definitely the One hundred. If we have questions about what's happening in the show or the book, we can ask him and he'll be like, well, this didn't happen in the book. I just recently decided, though, I'm going to just, I'm just going to. You have to. I'm going for it, too. I'm going for it. It's important. It's important, especially want, with know, the place that you guys are with the music. I think it would, yeah, yeah it would absolutely. You know, Zach, we were talking in the car the other day, and I, with just that feeling of, you know, I'm one of those people, and there's a lot of people like this. When you watch something and then you read the book, you, I still am able to really enjoy the book, but a lot of times when I read the book and then I watch the film or the TV show, it's just like they, there's so much missing that I, I'm, I feel disappointed. An empty I feeling inside. Feel yeah. So I, I just decided, though, that I just want to. I can't wait anymore. I've been trying to sit back, you know. But you started reading them, like, back in... I'm still not beyond the point where I'd like to be because we're doing it sequentially for the podcast. So we've only just finished the chapter following The Red Wedding. The two of us that are unsullied on the show. So I've basically lived in a bubble. I've been able to work with HBO and I've been able to work... And work in a bubble still. Exactly. How are you managing that? John Travolta did it. A lot of work. John Travolta. <laughs> nobody gets that reference. Oh. <laughs> just giving a shout out to John Travolta. That was a reference Mark to Maron, John Travolta. After school yeah, special, just, Boy in the Plastic. Suzanne is 47 years old. Yeah, <laughs> 47. I'm aging quickly. 1973. <laughs> um, Marcus. Or I just love old movies. You, you're the one. You're the member of the band who originally reached out to our podcast. Am I correct? Correct. Oh my god, Marcus is amazing. Marcus he, looks like every show. Marcus has slept with everybody. Every podcast. He's, that what happened to me. He's the hardest working man in Game of Thrones show business. <laughs> that may yes. not be true. Maybe right. in Game of Thrones music show. Well, I think it's important for the listeners. How did this happen? What's the genesis of Because you're, you, Marcus, are the source of all of this that's happening at this table right now. And there was Genesis, like Phil Collins. That's true. So talk about when you slept with Phil Collins. Can we not talk about Phil Collins? Oh, again? I, I, he let him down. He let him down. That's not about Genesis. He's very bitter about Phil Collins. So I, I've been a listener of the podcast for about two years, and, and that was before I got together with these guys. I'm just a big fan of the show and of the of the books. And so when we got together and we recorded an album. I said, this is too good to not have people hear it. How are we going to do this? And so I reached out to you guys. I reached out to a lot of fan sites and things like that. And you guys were the first ones to respond to us. So we appreciate you doing that, obviously. Right. Well, for me personally, uh, coming from a background of, of music and uh, working with lots of bands, I immediately saw the uh, the spark just <laughs> just... That, uh, that's Marcus. He's our spark factor. <laughs> but does everybody know how well you play guitar, Zach? No. Okay, because I've had the pleasure of <laughs> uh, housing Zach. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you got to keep home. I'm like, listen, not the for real. And he's just... Well, you know, earlier it was funny because I was getting ready and I had to make myself look presentable for the show and... He's just playing. It was like background music. It was like a montage for like Daenerys getting ready for her show. Yeah, just in the pyramids of Marine, just background music. It was really pretty. He's a. It was supposed to be pretty. That was the point. Oh. Yeah, you. you he's Marcus really was... more hard edged than that. No, Zach is a beautiful guitar player. He's a really beautiful guitar. It's all Thank about you. fairies and princesses. Thank you. 
I know. He was telling me about his rig that he has, and I almost volunteered him as tribute to take my place. <laughs> I was like, you guys are going to... about my rig. No, <laughs> he was telling me about his rig, too, and Thank I was like, all right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked a lot about... It. You know, I think that's what's really cool, though, is that you think that... I don't know, like, as, like, nerds, quote-unquote, I made quote fingers... Everybody can see it. This is an audio podcast. Right. But, like, nobody thinks, like, you know, we're like, I don't know what that is. That was me, Morris Attacks. But, but like, there's there's so much of, like, that element. It's like, okay, I love music, and I love this, and, okay, like, I, you know, reference this or whatever. But then it gets into, like, the music. Yeah. And it gets into, like, the nerding out about, like, equipment. Right. Or, like, what? it, it, It goes so deep. It does. That it's really, really cool. Like, I remember when Micah showed up with his orange. And <laughs> that I is went, a sweet guitar amp. But I did tell Zach earlier that, like, before I got my pawn shop amp, which was an awkward moment because I had to have Jeff pick it up because <laughs> I had some really greasy guy be like no go (laughs) (laughs) well i wish but you know being a girl and playing music i do think it's a little awkward it's a lot like daenerys trying to lead her own kingdom you pretty much are gonna get bent over and fucked at some point (laughs) oh jeez if you let it happen but the thing that (laughs) but it was cool though to just be like you know when you you're like I love this and I love that and then I can nerd out about right. my equipment and I can nerd out about it's like really cool as a musician <clears throat> to be like you know you can just rap about those cool things and I really really like that like I thought that was really cool this is musician nerd this is music <laughs> but that's what I'm saying it's We're like a, a it goes <laughs> they don't care yeah. they're like they they sorry when are we going to start talking about Masador again was it exactly just like the stone man. They're made of stone. No, stone they're starting to become made of skin stone. condition. Yeah. I don't know. I agree with Suzanne though. I mean, how <laughs> how well could the elephant man swim? From a book no. reader standpoint, they haven't talked. They've introduced the stone man enough, but we don't know enough about the condition to say whether they really do get turned into stone. And I know you or can't see my finger quotes right. right now, but in the book, it goes a little bit more in depth with it to where they are heavy. They're slow moving. Um, Spoilers. Hey. Whatever. Slowly. They already showed hey, them. Don't talk about that. <laughs> no, but, but that's <laughs> the They're they not. They're fast. They, no, that's exactly. just they didn't seem slow. They're like the zombies from 28 Days exactly. Later. Exactly. Yeah. They are. They're, they're super duper one, you know. fast. So. It's not like a living dead zombie. It's 28 yeah. Days Later. Stone. It's actually, there's a new know, one. Actually, Jeff just pitched that, but there is a new one that just came in. 20 seconds later. Oh. It's right after the last one. <laughs> and I don't, then there's I don't think it's something we should talk about on the podcast. No. We don't want to, no spoilers on this podcast. This is so friendly. the Stone Man, do they have a culture? Did they lose their sanity? I mean, I don't know. Are you guys writing think... a song about this? Are you trying to get information out of me so you can write a song <laughs> about this? Well, 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 I'm really interested because Stannis was like, well, I didn't send you to the Stone Man. And yeah, I want to know, but I want to know, are there stone children? Of mm. course, but they grow. Yeah, no. Right. Stone grow from stone children. You can still grow, but there's still new arrivals. I want to see the stone men children. Yeah, there's a lot there it's, that hasn't it's been explored. Fun stuff to think about. Absolutely. Right? And to yeah, but what what happens you know if you're a stone woman? Like, or I didn't see any stone women. How? Are they not fighters? Shireen is a stone woman. Right, but I want to know. 
Only three stone men attacked them. I don't think we've had Are there stone women? I like to think that it works the same way as white walkers. Yes. You're you're turned into a white walker as a little baby, but you grow into a large But do we know if white walkers are men and women? So they're white walker teenagers? Yeah, like, no, Dad, I don't want to feast on any babies. God. Dad, oh my God, my cheek is falling off. Ew. I don't want to march on the wall. Today, Dad. <laughs> Dad, it's so chilly. Wanna dye my hair brown? God. You see all of these like teenage white walkers and they all have like blue and green and okay, red so hair. This leads me to my next question. Obviously, this is the kind of brainstorming that happens, not among just a band themed around Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones fans. When you're writing songs, do ideas for the songs sprout first with lyrics coming from tears like this, or are they direct pulls from the source material being a fan? Or is it is it just like commonalities between all of you guys together? Like this is this is something that I think would resonate with everyone, or is it something that you feel personally attached to and involved with? I have a really weird brain. Like Hound Dad was written on Father's probably Day. My, probably my favorite. It's a pretty great song. It was written on Father's <laughs> I'm a Day. Big fan of Sandra well, Pernod. I watched uh, Jeff and our friend Barry make lemonade. From real actual lemons. That's how but grown, the idea grown people do it. Dad was a joke amongst <laughs> friends for a little bit. Oh, it was definitely a joke. Uh, like the whole idea of like, what's going on yeah. with Arya and the Hound? And, and somebody coined the phrase. I have a little, a few lyrics written down. <laughs> I wish the Hound was my dad with the how. <laughs> Hashtag Hound Dad. But I remember, it, I remember it very well. So they're making lemon, lemons. They're cutting lemons. I don't know if you remember this. You guys were cutting lemons and making lemonade. It was Father's Day. And I came up with my my acoustic guitar, which Zach has had the pleasure of playing. True. It was my brand new acoustic guitar. And I said, guys, I have an idea. And I played it for them. And it was one of those like nervous moments of, are they going to get it? Are they going to understand it? And it just became awesome. And then I was like, Jeff, you've got to sing this. It's uh-huh. got to happen that way. And it just formed, and it was just one of those weird... We did record a version in the bathtub, that one. That one. We'll keep that one private. We'll keep it on. <laughs> it's on the YouTube it's already. On the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics are great in the tub. But I think a, a lot of the songs, I think, really, really came from... Um, I still have uh, that, um, you know, as a girl that grew up listening to punk, like, I, I had a lot of friends. I won't say I was, like, somebody was picked on at all. I wasn't. But there was a side of me that I always kind of, like, pushed down and was like, I only talk to my guy friends about this. And so I get kind of nervous when I'm writing a song because it's like, is this is this okay? Is this cool? And luckily, like, I have all these guys that are like, yeah, that's, that works. Let's work on it. Let's do it. That's cool. And Jeff has been really amazing with that because it's like, that's great. So Hound Dad was definitely one of those. A lot of my songs, but now, but now it's branched off. What I loved about, you know, when I first was introduced to the band um, through Ian and I started listening to all the songs and uh, you know uh, listening to the lyrics it's like it's it's um, the it seems like the core um, the beginning of all these songs start from so many different places it's and and what I what I what I was drawn to was the fact that you know uh, the inspiration seems to be not about describing the show 
but having a perspective from somebody kind of outside of the show who's you know either inside that world or just watching um mm-hmm. and you know i, I think it it lends itself to you know Suzanne and Jeff and everybody else writing songs from you know so many different perspectives that it can't help but be funny it can't help but be like really entertaining and interesting because you know it's coming out a completely different perspective like you know the song i'm writing is about um you know, the red wedding, but it's from the perspective of somebody who's like, what the fuck is happening? I just showed up to a party and <laughs> just a guess. what the fuck? This is the worst <laughs> party I've ever seen in my life. You guys, I brought a six pack. Oh, <laughs> and I find those ideas to be just so rich. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that because it does touch on the fandom of it. It touches on the narrative of it. Absolutely. But it allows you to almost create your own sort of, you know, little, what, what's the word? A spin-off story, you know? Right. And, that that is so interesting. What what is the perspective? And I, you know, everybody you talk to any songwriters anywhere, you know, and they always people always ask them that sort of question. What do you start with music? Do you start with lyrics? Whatever. Right. And it does seem like with this kind of thing, there's always sort of that. It's what I was talking about. There's a hook that's right. a hook of an idea. That's an awesome. And it's and it's <laughs> it's nice coming from such a strong place of, of, of richness with the story because mm-hmm. there's almost an infinite source of different angles to take within yeah, within yeah. and you approach. might get you know um, a good friend of ours Tony Mead wrote a really beautiful song called uh, Winter Has Come and it's it's directly from Arya Stark's perspective but it's a very sort of true like I think it would be very true to the characters it's almost like an inner monologue and I think we probably have one of those in our corral somewhere. I don't think we know. do. I really don't. I, I, don't think that, I don't think it would be um, a surprise Not if yet. we didn't have that. Um, sure. But yeah, that's just another you know way. So it really, it is a perspective and even that, it's, yeah. a pers- it's from a, a direct character's perspective. I'm I sorry. don't write a lot of songs. Um, I don't write any songs. I do cover songs for the most part. I just rework lyrics a little bit. So one of the ones we're working on that I want to do is about gendery and figuring out where the hell he's going. So it's kind of like a fake spoiler song. So <laughs> we kind of, we draw from everything, man. I, that's what's fun about this. And I think that's spoiler. what keeps people interested. We I, joke about our, the name of our band should actually be Spoiler Alert. That's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. It is from the perspective of fans, though. And I think you get Certainly. that listening yeah. to it. It's, it's, it's definitely, I think, you know, as an audience member, you kind of lock into, you know, what they're talking about. Like, you know, the song Oberon, it's all about how sexy he is, and uh, you know, I, I'm not gay, but I make no case for it. Um, I I also lock in with that song. It's like, yeah, he's a sexy dude. He's awesome. He's like and an awesome my dude. Way. <laughs> it's true. Like that song was 100% written. I'm watching. I'm watching his death, and the whole time I'm going like. Where is that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it a hurt. song. Turn around. Yeah, with the chord progression first, John Price came up with that. Nah, nah, nah. He had like the, the music. <laughs> yeah, right? B-A-B. It was a, it's a fun song to play. Yeah, that's, well. that's what all good punk is, is written in. Yeah. that like this is kind of neat because we don't sit down and we talk about this and I actually am like really really like humbled and and I'm I'm really excited at the fact that like 
you guys seem really excited. Absolutely. About the fact that like my brain makes weird things happen and then we make music out of it. And I appreciate the fact that you guys are following my brain. We are the chaos filter. Right, and I, but I, you know what I mean? It's kinda, it, I think it's really scary when you kind of just un unleash your brain and you're just like, Ugh. I mean, I remember I used to write songs to everything. I got caught red-handed. I was about six, spitting in the back backyard saying, I don't have any friends. I don't have friends. I just moved here. I know it's so well. I know it's so well. And I was spinning. What's going on about a character? Oh my God. It's the saddest, cutest song ever. But I had my eyes closed. I had my eyes closed. I was spinning in our new backyard. All of a sudden, you see between like this fence, two eyes, four eyes, because there were two people. <laughs> and I remember so being glasses. like, oh, crap. And they were like, what are you singing about? It and works. I was like, that I don't have any friends. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I just moved here. <laughs> and we became friends for like two years. And then they were like total dorks, whatever. But <laughs> I was not. They judged. They like. I was not. No, I just remember they. You know, they weren't. They, they weren't like the best of friends. But what was so weird was like nobody ever got that whole like spinning in the garden singing songs. And when you find those people that kind of relate to you spinning in the garden singing songs, you kind of know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's absolutely. really yeah. amazing no, that like definitely. people so can be excited. That where you're just like I can go. Hey guys, I came up with this, and everyone's like, okay. Let's you know, do that. I, That's I, cool. I, I I haven't told you guys this before, but you know, I auditioned with, as more of like a fact finding mission. I didn't know what it would be like to play with you, what it'd be like to hang out with you, but. All of your personalities are so endearing and engaging, you know, and that's something that I'm really drawn to is are people who, you know, will take the time to actually be a human being back, you know what I mean? And actually, um, you know, have something to say and all of you have so much to say and I just have like loved every minute of like hanging out with you. And so like as soon as the first practice, the first audition, I was like, these guys are ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> and that's why we're breaking up. <laughs> this is the red wedding for the band. Crossbowmen come in. Goo <laughs> crossbowmen. And who are you? That's a really good point, though. It's really hard to stay together. It is. Because it's just, it, just life intrudes, number one. But coming from that personality thing, you know, trying to just get along and everybody sort of being on the same path towards something, whatever that is, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to keep people together. So it is, really is a lot of fun to play together. And we really can just geek out about Game of Thrones, yeah. you know? I think I the think... only time we have trouble is when we're tired. <laughs> or when we've practiced like three times that week and the last practice of that week is always like, we're done, we're done doing this right now. We don't sound that good right now. We sound <laughs> better practice that, too. Like, we should have stopped it, There's a lot of love. We have these shows All on the Sundays time. too. Like it's, it's always right back to, you know, fun and happy. It's never yeah, like I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of love. Like, we're certainly not the we're, Spice Girls. We're very, I mean, we, it's very, we're very fortunate <laughs> to have the Spice Girls. Well, and a huge part of it, I think, is the show and the fact that it is like a representation of a thing that we're fans of as opposed to like a thing that we're like, I guess, well, we're still creating things. But you know what I mean? Like, we all have like a, a certain love for something that like... We have to do it justice. Yeah. 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 Well, and we owe something to it. I mean, this, we're... we're Probably a little more than something. Come with me. Come with me, John Snow. Trust in me. Kiss me now, 
Well, it's like the nerd cred is really, yeah. really tough. And, I, you know, this second year that we've been doing this, uh, the nerd cred, the first year was me just with a guitar, just coming up with songs weekly. And it was really hard because there was one dude, and we haven't had him back this year, would test me on my nerd cred every week and be like, that was wrong. Or, I don't like your outfit. That is not a good representation of you. But that happens. And that's okay. Yeah, no, I love that. But I'm just saying that, like... When you're when you're like dealing with like nerddom, you have to honor what people are going to tell you, and you have to go, oh, you're right. You know what? I have to make that adjustment, mm. or I do have to change that around, or you're right. Like I. But to speak to that, and like in nerd music in general, you know, talk about nerdcore rap or whatever. There's also, um, you have a little bit of artistic license. That's why it is interesting to to sort of explore other perspectives. You have some artistic license to tell your story through your filter too. And so you're, maybe something does shift slightly and maybe it's not the most on point nerd, you know, maybe you say the name wrong, like Oberon instead of Oberon, you know, that's okay. Because otherwise you just have what's called a reference salad where you just keep referencing things. And, There's no substance to any of it. And then, yeah, you want to have some kind of, so I think it just comes back to story hook. I don't define my love for things by how many facts I know about right. it. And that's why that's why I love this band is because uh, it's for everybody. It's totally true. It's like the one guy that came up to me after the Lions show and said, "I love, I, I love Lord of the Rings," and I was like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> "So do I." High five. Like lots. <laughs> you know, and that I think is always awesome. And I think what, I, what we realized though is like sometimes people have no idea what we're, we're, we're singing about and sometimes it just sounds like I'm just singing about my boyfriends right and it doesn't maybe. matter where are your boyfriend's all. eyes and remember how we were talking about crying on stage it happens you know yeah, honestly if we played shows without our costumes on and didn't tell everybody nobody it was about Game of Thrones like people would be like oh those songs are interesting which, yeah. we, which we've done nobody yeah, can know done. Without but <laughs> what, you're saying, what you just said though was kind of funny because if you can sing if you can write a song about Game of Thrones and all of the Game of Thrones references and everything, but the song is really about heartbreak or a past relationship or something, that's pretty cool that it can work on different levels. I mean, well, it's pretty indie. I mean, that's what Game of Thrones is about. It's human elements, <laughs> you know? It's all indie rock. If you can. Everything is indie I didn't rock. Say you can. <laughs> Game of Thrones is Death Cab for Cutie. Game of Thrones is an allegory for Christianity, okay? <laughs> for me, sitting and witnessing all this, I would say that the strongest takeaway, not only for this conversation, but I think for... For everyone listening at home, and we've had a great night. You know, we've shared experiences. You guys played an amazing set. Everyone's pregnant. Everyone's mm-hmm. pregnant, <laughs> including Walda. Talking conversations happen can on I, stage. Can I say I'm gonna be super upset if Sansa is pregnant with the Ramses kid? Yes, I think you can say that. I love the silence. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for you to say something really inspiring. Profoundly. (laughs) You listen, you know. (laughs) Humans coming together and celebrating something that they can all celebrate and understand and appreciate. It makes us all feel so comfortable. And I think that that's an allegory for what's happening here. You guys came together as a band. This evening came together in the way that it has. This community has come together in the way that it has. Everyone listening at home, everyone sitting here, you know, we're still in the armory after all the festivities have ended. What you're going to be listening to in this episode is a collection of events that have happened throughout the day and throughout the evening. But here we are, finishing it all, thinking about what has all brought us together and reflecting on how it all came to be. And I just think that it's a, it's a really special thing, sharing all these stories and feeling so connected to one another. 
when it all really just comes down to fiction. The best fiction draws parallels to real life, as wonky and crazy as some of the best fiction can be. Um, I think that's why I'm really drawn to it. It, um, it, it, it. it creates, you know, a love for things create a safe space to find like-minded people. And when those people can get together and, you know, express their love for something, feels uh, it feels great. But when they can also, um, you know, work together to create something based on that, it's like it's it's this uh, it's just this algorithm that you just keeps pumping out more and more um, to put into the world. And I think that's like it's good. a really good feeling. It is. I want to thank you all for coming on tonight and for the weekend and for doing what you do. I think it's important, exactly what you said, to keep progressing this this feeling of positivity and of togetherness and of, of companionship. And I think that it will continue to resonate. And I think that just in general, not only tonight, but the other plans that we have in the works that aren't quite yet discussed will be very fun. And I, I hope that everyone listening at home will... will dive into the world i just think it's i think it's very cool that we're seeing a group of people that are so interested in game of thrones and so interested in being friends with one another create what they've created and i hope that other people will follow your example and i hope that in not too long of amount of time that we'll see a filled out genre and we'll see a million different songs in a million different directions and it'll be fun. You know? I'd love to see that because there's nothing. Well, and, and I'm kind of okay with it being that way. Wow. <laughs> Don't listen to Marcus. Don't listen to Marcus. This is our market. Well, you know, but similar... our band was almost called Tyrion and the Lannisters. Oh. And I was almost the front man. Oh. <laughs> well, that's made things off. Can we all put our hands in over the table? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for Thank having you, us. Zach. You know, we really appreciate it. We're, our hands over the microphone. You're amazing. This is awkward. What are we gonna say? We're gonna do our plugs while we have our hands together. What? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, wait, Charlie the Greco. I just, just want to join you because Zach, because this is the moment. This is the moment. <laughs> you know, one thing I will say though to just plug Charlie the Greco. We're still holding hands. We're still holding hands. Is Charlie Greco just scratched my arm too? But Charlie LaGreca um, and Jeff LaGreca have written such amazing, cool nerd songs with H2 Awesome that they were a huge inspiration to me to, to grab the balls that I don't have. I hear women do have balls, but <laughs> Brienne of Tarth. But uh, I will say that I grabbed Brienne's balls and I created, you know, something that girls don't really do. And I want to just say... This is my foundation and my platform to say. <laughs> While you all hold your arms awkwardly. It's, just, it's still happening. Girls, still happening. You know what? Girls can do this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not just sex objects. No. We're not just here to be like, oh my God, I dressed up as this person that has boobs. What? I don't have boobs. What? No. <laughs> and I will tell you, when I get sweaty, my guitar sticks to my stomach. But this is really, really important, <laughs> I think, for women and girl power. And I think that yes. uh, just a voice in punk and just awesome music and nerd dumb. But Charlie LaGreca, thank you so much oh, because you're you. amazing. Thank you, guys. And you're an amazing this. front person. Thanks for being at every Thanks, This year has been amazing with you guys as the house band and the main band. To all of you listening at home, our hands are still, still. Uh, <laughs> in the still air. Up. We're still holding each other. I hope that you all enjoyed this We're rather, away rather delicately interesting and unique episode. All right, so what do we do on three? We'll do uh, Game of Bones on three. All right, all right. One, two, three.
How are you feeling? Everyone give it up for Dr. Beth. She writes out a lot of homes. Dr. Ben Eddard Stark just touched that microphone. Oh. <laughs> We're all just... Former warden of the North, give it up for Eddard Stark. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff in the books that I don't care. I mean, they're, they're, I consider them different universes, and, you know, we're slightly different, and it's, uh, it's just fun to be surprised, really. But how does that make you feel? <laughs> I, I picked that up off the floor. That's for you, buddy. That's eleven million dollars. That's what we made for tonight. But I'd like to see Lady Stoneheart. I would really like to. Ooh, watch the spoilers, baby. It's on Saturday night. Oh yeah, uh, I want to ask about table sound. Is that is that coming through? Come on in the light, Zach. Into the light, Zach. Oh, gradual. This toast. It's so, oh, you need music. More feeling music. You got me over there? Put down that drink for a minute, guys. All right, first off, feeling. let's hear it for the armory for four Everyone else here on stage, come on, guys. Give it up for Darians, Argarians. Just give it up for yourselves, honestly. Give it up for yourselves. And also, please. Two, three.